my name is Gopalakrishnan and uh, I have just recently done a book entitled Crash and it's the story of the rise and the exit of CEOs all around the world. I wanted to write this story because I was very struck that at the beginning of my career, 50 years ago, CEOs seemed to join a company and stay through for uh, several years. The tenure of CEOs was reasonably long. Now, towards the evening of my career, I find that CEOs who have risen very well and been very successful are having to exit. And I'm not talking about CEOs who are exiting for ethical reasons or behavioral reasons like the Me Too, but I'm talking of CEOs who are exiting for other reasons. And that's what caused me to write this book. So let me start by telling you the story of two great toy companies. Both are world famous. Both were started after the second, around the Second World War. One is called Toys R Us, an American company, and one is called Lego, which is a Danish company. Both the companies did exceptionally well in the Second World War, post-Second World War boom. And uh, till the end of the 80s, they had become brands of international repute. And then their paths diverged. Both ran into some trouble. And Charles Lazarus, Lazarus, who was a former US Marine who started Toys R Us, decided to move on and hand over his company to professionals. And uh, the other company, Lego, which was started by the Christiansen family of Denmark, um, wondered what to do with their uh, f failing company. In the 90s, Charles Lazarus sold his share, private equity people bought it and the company went into slow decline until at the beginning of 2018, it went into chapter 11. A great name has come to an end. In the case of Lego, the company was handed over to one CEO after another, but the most prominent CEO was a man called Plaugman who came from another industry, was deemed by the board not to be successful and he exited the company. The analysts have now come to the conclusion that Toys R Us failed because it was not innovating and Lego failed because it is innovating too much. So this really poses a problem. How does the CEO judge how much to innovate? I narrate the story in the book to also make the point that one had a family person running the company and one had a professional running the company. And the way the markets looked at a professional were rather more harsh than they looked at the family member because they gave some indulgence to a family member who was running a family company. So the question arises, how do boards look at CEOs' performance? There are huge bonuses given to CEOs and we'd like to believe they are performance-related. However, the truth of the matter is that there are two aspects on which CEOs um, survive and grow. One is their performance, like growth, profits, uh, restructuring and so on. But the second is what I call relationships, a softer part. How do they relate with investors, with board directors, with employees? For the rise in their careers, they must demonstrate that they have good performance and good relationships. But once they reach the top job, 
they need to have not just performance but also relationships and this soft part is what is called culture clash and many ceo exits are concluded by boards by saying his culture wasn't fitting and it is that aspect that i have explored in this book called crash uh, published by penguin recently i would come back to the subject of how ceo's performance is judged and that it is not only the objective criteria but also something subjective